0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, to all my cool cats and cool kittens, it has been far too long, and with that being said, I think there's only one thing that is left to say indeed, and it goes a little something like this. Yes, people, we are back. It is your man, DM Cool. And it never felt so good to be back. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what it is. It is Cool Radio. With that being said, welcome to The Cool Us. So Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. <clears throat> Excuse me, you are now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM and live on the World Wide Web at CFRE It is your man, DM Cool. And it feels so good to say that after so many weeks. And this is Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better come! Ah, I feel so good, Feels feel so good. Welcome back, people. Uh, now, I know that we've been gone for quite some time, you know, a couple of weeks and what have you. And there's been some uh, issues with the timing and what have you of the show. And just a couple of things that I want to clarify. But before I get to that, uh, let me just play that fantastic intro that I was playing at the beginning of the show, just in case you missed it. Because this pretty much exemplifies how I'm feeling right now. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Hey, ay ay, ay, ay. Guess who's back? So crazy right now, young hoes. My favorite one coming up. people at home welcome back so how i'm feeling right now people feels so good be, to be back in the booth to give you the latest and the greatest in the world of urban pop culture mainstream pop culture and sports all in between so with that being said uh let's get back to uh the topics at hand shall we i know we're all giddy and excited to hear that real talk non-stop and who better than your man DM cool to give that to you and you know what I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. That portion of the show that we love to start off with to get things warmed up, as I like to say, it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Yes, yes, yes. It is time to let that ish breathe indeed. Pardon me. So, I want to start off by saying what 's been happening you know at CFRE and what have you? Well, I will tell you what 's ha- been happening because you know I am the man of the people, and it 's up to me to give the people what they want, but more so, what they need now there 's a little bit of you know back and forth going on between CFRE and uh, UTMsu and basically it 's all about issuing out you know personalized cards for all the djs who have their show during the summer after hours so usually we've been doing that for the uh, past couple of years or so but for whatever reason there seems to be a little bit of a push and shove you know tugging tug of war so to speak between the two factions and so basically that is why i haven't been able to do my show for the past couple of weeks because of the fact that it is after it it is an after hour program and also because of the fact that there are no keys being issued out. So what I did for the time being, I issued out somewhat of a compromise between myself and, C- and the good folks at CFRE. So instead of airing my show after hours from 8 till 9, I decided to move my show you know, until the situation is resolved from 4 till 5. Now, I'd love to have the show in the evening time because it gives you guys a chance to come in from work to fight the, uh, the afternoon traffic, the rush hour, and what have you, to get settled in. <laughs> Pardon me. And then just kick back, relax from eight till nine and just cool out. But, you know, I have to maneuver and what have you, because, you know, you got to play with the card that you're dealt with or the hand that you're dealt with, rather. So that is why I moved it till four to five. And it'll only be like this temporarily. So I guarantee you guys will be hearing this show in the evening time uh, on a later date. I will keep you informed with details. And that also goes to my guests as well. I know they like to battle through the traffic, what have you. But nonetheless, we will make it work. I guarantee that. Now, on that note, <clears throat> pardon me. Let's get to uh, some topics that happened during the week. Now, last night, the Golden State Warriors uh, won against the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference semifinals. Sorry, in the Western Conference finals of the NBA playoffs. And they will be playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers next week, June 4th. Now, the thing that stole the show... Once again, rather, because this is not the first time this has happened, is the daughter of league MVP, Stephen Curry. Her name is Riley Curry, and she is just a little bundle of joy. This girl was on the podium alongside with her father, and she was trying to talk to the mic. She was waving at the cameras and all the media personnel that were, you know, attending and getting the questions and the answers and what have you and she's just being a regular two-year-old but she has a little bit of extra personality for a two-year-old so i wouldn't be surprised if this girl you know got some contract with disney and she became like a child star at at the age of seven or something like that because she is just a bundle of joy to watch and if you're watching that press conference live or if you watched the replay of it you'll notice that the cameras were following her everywhere she went like this girl is a pot of gold no pun intended. So, I guarantee that we're going to see a lot of her, you know, in the the weeks to come and even in the years to come rather. But, of course, there are some naysayers, there are some detractors. And one person in mind that was somewhat of a detractor, so to speak, was a gentleman by the name of Brian Windhorse. Now, he is a journalist for Fox, and basically he was just pointing out that, you know, NBA NBA personnel or just athletes in general shouldn't have their children at the press conferences. Now, mind you, he was not shaming Steph Curry for having his child over there or anything like that. He was not shaming the child at all. He was basically saying she's a cute child, she's adorable, you know, she looks like a bundle of joy, and rightfully so. But his main concern was the fact that children can prove to be a distraction during. Pardon me. The press conferences, because the journalists and all the media personnel are trying to get the answers from uh, the athletes about how the game went and what have you. His main argument was, let's say if this was like an all star game or if it was the NBA finals or something and they wanted to have their kids at the press conferences with them. If that's the case, then he would, he would let it slide. But if it's just a regular game, you know, during the season or something like that, a game that doesn't really have a whole lot of significance to it, then they shouldn't be at the game at all. Now, I understand what he's saying; like it could be a distraction, what have you. But my opinion on this is a couple of things. One thing: during a press conference, especially if it's during a game that doesn't really have a lot of meaning. You're not really going to get a whole lot out of the players. They're just going to give you the generic answers. Oh, you know, we we played a tough game. We we penetrated their defense. You know, we played a lot of pick and roll. We had some screens on the side. Um, their their pace and space offense. You know, is what kind of did it for us. They're going to give you the general generic answers that you would get on any other night. So that's my thing with it. One of the things, rather, you're not really going to get a whole lot out of those press conferences anyway. Depending on what type of game it is, mind you. Uh, number two, these journalists, media personnel in general, they have roughly 80% access to these players anyway. Whether it's before a game in the locker rooms, after the game in the locker rooms, uh, they're gonna be on the sidelines as well, watching the game, you know, jotting down notes as to what took place during the games, and also sometimes even off the court as well. You, you look at a series like bleacher reports uninterrupted where they follow the players around in somewhat of like a docuseries type of format and get their uh opinions and takes on what the players are thinking right now only certain players are selected for that mind you but that was just a brief example but nonetheless these journalists have multiple access to these players at almost any given time i would say 80 percent of the time so a star bringing on his child uh, during the press conferences isn't that much of a big deal. It's not going to be much of a hindrance to what information you're already trying to gather anyway. So I say don't even worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. It is not that serious from that standpoint. And thirdly, and this one's kind of an X factor over here, these athletes – barely get to see their children if they do have children. They barely get to see their family at all because of the fact that they're always on the road constantly throughout the year. So the one time, or the few times out of the year, rather, that they do get to see their kids, and if that means bring them to the podium and so be it, then just uh, allow them to do so. It's not that serious. It really isn't. Especially, in, uh, in particular, to black athletes, when you're talking about a statistic within America that, roughly 43 percent of black fathers are absent within the home yet here we are having someone like steph curry who wants to bring his child on the podium with him because he feels so proud that he wants to bring his child with him and we're shaming him so we'll shame the people who are on Maury Povich trying to figure out whether or not that this girl is the baby daddy of their fo- uh, of their children but we're going to Poke fingers, so to speak, at an athlete like Stephen Curry, who is proud of the moment, so proud that he wants to share his child, to join him in that moment as well. Almost as if you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Let the man celebrate that moment, whether it was a game one victory uh, in the opening game of the series, or if it was him hoisting up the Larry O'Brien trophy. Hopefully that will happen. um, And he wants to bring his kid along with that. Why are we nitpicking? We are in an era where we're always watching Mori Povich, Jerry Springer, whatever type of hogwash television. And we have DeMarcus trying to figure out whether or not he is the father of Latoya's three-month-old child. We shame them for that. We We make fun of them of that. But then when we actually have an athlete like Steph Curry... Who, who's actually married, who actually has a child, and he's not just having a child out of wet luck, no disrespect to anyone who does, but just saying because it's somewhat of, quote-unquote, an anomaly within the black community in America in particular, we finally have a family man who is proud of the fact that he does have a child, and we're nitpicking at the fact that he's bringing his kid on to sit on his lap. Now, I know there are going to be a whole bunch of people out there who are going to, Who are going to disagree and say, well, no, it shouldn't be like this, it shouldn't be like that, but hey, that's what makes for a great conversation. So, on that note, if you, pardon me, do happen to disagree with me, hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool, or hit up the show at cool underscore radio, and let's talk about it, because I like to talk about these things, some people were also talking about, from a safety perspective, uh, you know she may fall off the podium, or something like that, that I can understand, I understand the concern for that, so I'm not even going to argue against that, that could be one thing to be concerned about, I'm not even going to argue against that, but nonetheless, if you have any questions or concerns about that, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter. And on that note, it's time to go to a commercial break because my voice is sounding a bit hoarse right now, but nonetheless, I'm going to remedy that. Uh, So in the meantime, enjoy some Canadian content. Uh, This one comes from my man, Del1L Hartley, and this one is called Ready to Go, off of his EP, Symphony. So on that note, we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Pardon me. You're now tuned into to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Welcome back, people. Now, it's time for the uh, what I like to call the cool for thought topic of the show. And basically, this is like a little segment that we have here that in case we don't have a guest on the show, which is very rarely, then I'm going to pick one story that's happening within the media as of late. And we're going to break it down and dissect it. In the cool radio way, of course. So on that note, let's get started, shall we? So everyone knows about Jay-Z's new music venture, which is known as Tidal. It is a streaming music service, pardon me, that allows the service to put the power back into the hands of the artist. Now, when a lot of people, or when this uh, service became, um, I guess, national, worldwide, whatever you want to call it, there were some people who were on board with it. But then there are people who are very skeptical about it. Uh, the opening press conference of the streaming service featured a lot of your heavy hitter artists like Daft Punk, Alicia Keys, Rihanna, and J. Cole and what have you. And when people saw the uh, roster of artists who were promoting it and giving it the thumbs up, the endorsement and what have you, a lot of people were saying, you know, this is an elitist company. Only the mainstream artists are going to be supported. Where does that leave the um, the the independent artists how much is the service or the service is too much and basically Jay Z has been getting a lot of flack for this as of late um, now it's interesting because he had a concert for title and during his set he did a little spoken word piece or freestyle what have you and basically stating you know why people are judging him um, why people are being very skeptical about the service yet they'll Opened up their pockets to Apple and Steve Jobs. And then, then it almost got into the question of, you know, why is it okay for a white business owner to be promoting his service? But then when a black promoter does, then all of a sudden a whole bunch of eyebrows are raised as to you know, how legitimate is the service, etc., etc. So we're going to talk about that right now. And I feel that Jay-Z has a very good point in regards to what he is concerned about. Now, basically, as far as Jay-Z is concerned, uh, he is trying to compete with the likes of Apple. He is trying to compete with the likes of Spotify, for example. Um, and <clears throat> what I like about his service, based on what I've read, is that some of the proceeds – Uh, Or the profits rather Go to the artist Because A lot of people Tend to forget that The artists kind of get lost In shuffle When it comes to Their earnings Especially when you consider The fact that When it comes to A mainstream artist When they release their album They only get 7% ...of the profits that are made by that album. Some of it goes to the producers who worked on it, the engineers, but then the majority of it goes back to the label. Because when you sign a record contract with the major label, like in- Interscope, like Universal, Capital Records, Atlantic, etc., etc., it's almost like you're signing off a loan from the bank. They're going to give you X amount of money, uh, plus in advance to cater to your budget as far as what you need for the album. And then when the album does materialize, first and foremost, they have to approve of the album and if it's going to be uh, released and distributed by them or not. And secondly, if it does, then that's when they're going to put in all the promotion and the mass media marketing, something that's going to come within that budget as well, something that's going to go back to the label as well. So, when all that is set and done, that's when you're going to see all the money accumulating, but all that or ma- sorry the majority of that money is going to go back to the labels. Not a whole lot of that is going to go to the artists, which is why it is so imperative that a lot of these artists sell major, major numbers. That is why it's so important for someone like Drake, someone for like Rihanna, for example, um, Miley Cyrus to go platinum in a week, so to speak. That's why a lot of these artists are pushing for those big numbers so that they get a large return back. Because if you are on a major label and you only sell, let's say, like 30,000 units in your first week, that is a colossal fail. Especially when you take it to, into consideration the climate that record sales are in nowadays. I mean, think about it like this. Nas sold about 350,000 units of still Stillmatic, which was released in 2001. Now, back then, that wasn't really a whole lot for a first week sale. So I think he debuted at—I could be wrong. Somebody looked this up for me, but I think he debuted somewhere within the top five, top ten um, of that week for Stillmatic with 350,000 units sold, which is very impressive. Because in today's market, had he sold that market, or had he sold that much in today's market as a first week debut? That would have been number one for sure. And that tells you a lot of what the market is like in today's climate. When pirating became a huge thing within the MP3 format era, that is when a lot of people got scared, which is why Dr. Dre and a whole bunch of other people sued Napster for an insane amount of money because this is going to this was going to impede on their, on their record sales. This is why Nas um, planned to do a double album for his third album, I Am, but he couldn't because the majority of that album got bootlegged on MP3 format, which is why uh, he, only, he scrapped that idea. He made a few new songs for that album, made it a single disc album, and, then, which, and it's also another reason as to why he released the Lost Tapes album because of the fact that most of the songs that got bootlegged were supposed to be for I Am. But anyways... I digress. Let's go back to Jay-Z now. So, like I said before, in his freestyle, he did mention the fact that you know we're open to giving Steve Jobs and Tim Cook our money, but then when it comes to black owners uh, who want to do a streaming service, then we're skeptical. And I think it stems from this, in Jay-Z's sense, or, yeah, in Jay-Z's case, rather. Jay-Z is a rapper. And the stereotypical image of a rapper is... A black artist who, you know, wears an excessive amount of baggy clothes, but then he has an over excessive amount of jewelry or bling that he likes to flaunt. Very gaudy with it. And the content of their music, they like to talk about money, beautiful women, and other, and other and sorry i cannot speak today and other lavish items that go with being a rapper these are some of the things that entail being a rapper in the mainstream sense this is the stereotypical image of a rapper someone who's always talking about materialism someone who's very gaudy with their material items basically we're talking about floyd mayweather if we want to be more specific in that regard uh in terms of the image so when we hear about a Jay-Z, someone like a Jay-Z especially, who is seen as somewhat of the figurehead of hip-hop in mainstream media, when we see him advertising a streaming service that is, you know, somewhere on the likes of Spotify, but then they talk about putting the money or the power back into the hands of artists, people are gonna raise a red flag because they think, oh no, they're gonna raise the prices of this, and because of that, um, I'm not going to have enough money to survive for the rest of the week. I don't know if people are thinking that, but that could be the only other explanation as to why people wouldn't be on board with this. Yet they do have a subscription package with, you know, an iTunes or Spotify, and sometimes it's even on pre authorized debit where they just get debited out of their account each month for their services, depending on what your package is. So they're no different from Jay Z's. Uh, Title service, but because it's Jay Z, because it's an artist within the rap culture who who is has been known to promote um, lavish living, materialism, misogyny, etc., etc. Then we have to raise the red flag because it's Jay Z. He fits the profile, the description of what is negative in a world of capitalism. That's just my take on it. What do you guys think? I'm very curious to know what your opinion on the matter is because it's something that I think needs to be addressed. And it's also um, an obvious sign of hypocrisy by all the naysayers, whether it's experts, whether it's uh, economists who are talking about this, whether it's the fans, the, the general public, the possible consumers who are talking about this. Who knows? So, again, I'm very curious to know what your guys' take is on this. So, again, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter as well at cool underscore radio. And uh, let me know what your thoughts are. And on that note, we're going to go to yet another commercial break, uh, and we're going to indulge you guys with some more Canadian content. This one is from my man, Audrey Rose of the Black Rose Movement, and this one is called Time Flies. So when we get back, we're going to fly back in, and we're going to do some trip talk, all right? Keep it locked. It is DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Yeah. Yes, yes, people. Time flies indeed. Shout-out to my man, Audrick Rose. You are now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM and also on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and we are back with Cool Radio. Welcome back to the show, people. Uh, now, just a little tidbit information before we get on to our next segment. Uh, you are now able to download Full podcast of Cool Radio in case you missed it, and of course, in case if you don't want to burn up your data bill whenever you're on the go, uh, go to SoundCloud.com/slash Cool Radio 1 in order to subscribe or to follow us on SoundCloud. And also, you don't even have to follow or subscribe, but I would appreciate if you did, of course. But nonetheless, uh, whether you are a SoundCloud user or not, you are able to listen to full podcast, full audio podcast, mind you, of Cool Radio, and also... They are downloadable. If you want some uh, um, visual stimulation, of course, then we do have video clips on YouTube right now. Uh, just look us up at cool underscore radio, and you can subscribe to the channel as well to watch all the content that we have recorded on video for your viewing enjoyment. So a little tip of information for you guys nonetheless. Now let's keep it moving with Trip Talk. You guys already know how this goes. These are three of the topics that took place within the pop culture mainstream aspect within the urban pop culture mainstream aspect and also within sports as well. Uh, I like to mix it up, as you know. I'm very versatile like that. But I digress. With that being said, let's begin, shall we? Now, disgruntled owner slash slumlord millionaire, uh, billionaire, I should say, Donald Sterling, was in the news again for some comments that he made, some racially charged comments nonetheless. However, it has people wondering, Does he have a point? Now, Sterling is kind of under the knife right now because he made the criticism that black people don't support other black people when it comes to businesses. Now, far be it for a white man to say that. However, does he have a point? Some people said that, yes, he does have a point. Um, And one of them is a doctor by the name of Dr. Hmm, Let me get this name right here. Pardon me. Uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, pardon me. Uh, so an educated individual nonetheless. Uh, he has a blog called Financial Juneteenth where he talks about financial literacy amongst the black community. And basically he wrote in the blog uh, that he may have a point in what Sterling is saying despite him being the biggest of a douchebag. But nonetheless, we have a direct quote from Mr. Sterling and he says, and I quote, and this is only in regards to uh, Jewish, the Jewish community. He says, and I quote, jews when they get successful they will help their people some of the african americans they do not want to help anyone all right and then also uh dr watkins said in a little blog post and i quote sterling got rich because other jews helped him when white people did not when he finished law school in the early 1960s sterling had to start his own business because white law firms wouldn't hire jews as a result he became enormously wealthy largely due to the support of other people in his own community. This is what gave him the power to single-handedly purchase the NAACP, an organization that represents a community that would rather give its money to whites than to itself. Hmm. So, with that being said, it begs the question, do black people or black business owners in in question not want to support, support their own? Um... You know what this is a very uh sticky situation because we can't generalize and say that all of them have this mindset. Some of them have the mindset yeah let 's spread the money within our within our own community, for example, uh, the community in the 1920s that was known as a Black Wall Street. basically within that community uh, it was a small black community that existed after you know slaves were freed and ra- and what have you and basically, this is a way of trying to restrain restrengthen the infrastructure within black communities and basically whatever money that was made in that community did not go outside of the community and that was it it didn't leave the community once you came into that community you got a job and that money that the the uh, economical structure of that community is circulated within the community so that everyone would be getting money all right and I think what Watkins is trying to say is that there are some black people who do not practice that type of mentality when it comes to their businesses and a lot of people have been heavily criticized about this, like for example, Michael Jordan has been criticized for not donating some of his, some of his money that he has made through his Jordan sneakers um, endeavor uh, within uh, black within other black businesses or black centered charities. Um, I will say this, and this goes beyond black people. This is just anyone in general. What you decide to do with your money is entirely up to you. All right? If you decide that you want to circulate that money within your own community, then have at it. If you don't, that's entirely up to you. It is your money. You earned it. You decide to do what you want to do with it. No one is your financial advisor except your financial advisor, so only they can tell you or advise you, rather, how to spend your money. Um, if we're going to go from a moral standpoint as to whether or not you should donate some money to a charitable cause or whatever – Again, that's totally up to you. You know, there are, you know, people of other ethnicities, not just black, who own their own properties and what have you, and they reclaim whatever money they earn out of it, but they decide that they don't want to share it with people in their community. However, they often don't really get judged or have the spotlight put on them because of that. I just happen to find that when it comes to black people, that becomes a main issue. But it is a very loaded topic nonetheless. So what do you guys think? Again, hit me up on Twitter, DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. Let me know what you think because this could be discussed for days, days and days. Nonetheless, we will move on. <clears throat> and actually, that kind of goes, <coughs> pardon me, into what we were discussing earlier as far as Jay-Z and title, and how people are quick to support other businesses, but not the black-owned businesses because of A, B, or C. But nonetheless, again, let's talk about it at another uh, date and time. Uh, 50 Cent is in the news because uh, his SMS promotions, uh, which is mostly his headphone line, has filed for bankruptcy. And in a statement reported by HipHopDX.com, they say in the following, uh, 50 Cent SMS Promotions filed for bankruptcy yesterday, May 25th, according to TMZ, rather, pardon me. Uh, Court documents filed in Connecticut claim that the company has between $100,000 and $500,000 in debts. An SMS Promotions attorney says that the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy as it plans its return. And I quote from the statement, Under the direction of Mr. Jackson, SMS Promotions looks forward to regaining, or sorry, reorganizing as a new corporate entity and becoming one of the leading promotion companies in the world of professional boxing. Now, as far as their headphone line, Kaputsky. But it sounds like, uh, based on what I just read, that they're doing a rebranding and restructuring of the SMS Promotions. So, even though, pardon me, that... Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50, is planning to uh, file for bankruptcy for the headphone line. It doesn't mean that the SMS promotions altogether is done and over. with. He looks to rebrand it as a separate entity nonetheless. So I give uh, 50 to kudos for that. And I think it just kind of goes to show that uh, Beats by Dre is basically a head of the class when it comes to the headphone line. Because I think... Since 2008, or before 2008, rather, headphones were not a thing. Like, over-the-ear headphones, like these bad boys that I'm wearing right now, those were not a thing. They were not a fad. Those were just things to wear at home, maybe, a DJ to wear, possibly. But if you are not not a sound connoisseur, then you probably wouldn't be interested in rocking headphones in public. Uh, You're only interested in the earbuds or something small and compact. But Dre made it popular just off of his namesake alone, to have headphones on your head and to have the most optimal sound possible. Since 2008, that has been a thing and it will be a thing going forward because you've seen other artists like 50, like Ludacris, for example, that have jumped in the game. Uh, Lady Gaga had her own beats uh, from you know, the same company that endorsed uh, beats when they first started, which is Monster. Uh, P- Puffy had his own, you know, their Diddy beats. And I don't know how long that lasted for, but nonetheless, it shows the popularity. And now that Beats has partnered up with Apple, now you just see the popularity increase by tenfold because Apple, as far as mu- music is concerned, is probably the largest company in the world and the most popular by far. So I don't blame 50 for you know throwing in the towel, so to speak, when it came to his headphone line for SMS. It is what it is at the end of the day, and I don't think anyone's going to be overtaking Beats for a long time. I will say this, though. Bose headsets are probably the closest thing I can see to competing with uh, Beats by Dre. So that's just a little little bit of information for you guys, nonetheless. And finally, for the final topic of Trip Talk, and this one is hilarious. <sighs> Let me just recompose myself for this one real quick. I think I might even need to uh, get my sips tea drop ready for this one, because this one is one hell of a story nonetheless. Um, A Kenyan lawyer offers, and I cannot make this up, 50 cows, all right, 50 cows, you know, cows that you milk, 50 cows, 70 sheep, and 30 goats for the daughter or one of the daughters of President Barack Obama, Malia Obama, to be exact. He is offering that much cattle for her hand in marriage. Now. Again, I cannot make this up. I have a direct quote from the man in question as well. By the way, the man's name is Felix Caprono, all right? And he is a lawyer from from Kenya, and apparently he must have an abundance of livestock. But nonetheless, I have a direct quote from him, and I think it's only right that I deliver it in my native African tongue. Pardon me. Let me sip something real quick and I quote <clears throat> I got interested in her in 2008 as a matter of fact I haven't dated anyone since and promised to be faithful to her I have shared this with my family and they are willing to help me to raise the bride price that is what he said right there also there is more there is more ladies and gentlemen I have more <clears throat> and I quote in my african accent <clears throat> If my request is granted, I will not resort to the cliche of poppy champagne. Instead, I will surprise her with a with Mursic, the traditional Kalangin sour milk, as an indication that she is my queen. I will tie Cinedette, which is a sacred plant, around her head. Now, this guy must be insane to think that Barack Obama, the president of the free world, is going to offer up one of his daughters, Who's not even 19 mind you to some random guy from Kenya who's been eyeing her ever since he got elected into office so let's let's put this into perspective okay Malia if I am not mistaken is 16 years old 16 this creepy bastard has been eyeing her ever since she was 9 9 she's not even double In double digits by then. She is nine years old, bruh, and you've been eyeing her since then? Listen, I love all my African people. Shout out to my Africans. I am African. I am half Ghanaian, half Nigerian. Um, Born in Canada, though, but that shouldn't be a hindrance nonetheless. But anyways, um, I love my Africans, but sometimes some of y'all take it too far. Whether it's the Juju, whether it's the 419, whether it's the Nollywood, or in this case, Offering to marry someone who is not even legal in any part of the world yet is beyond me. Bruh, you need to chill. You have no chill zone. You need to get someone your age. Mind you, I do not know how old this guy is, but he sounds like he's too old. He's, he's going back into, into the traditional aspects of African marriage. And those aspects, some of them are pretty prehistoric, mind you all right now he says he's a lawyer but to have such a huge investment in livestock i can only imagine that maybe some of his family members are still farmers or what have you which is cool but really you're gonna offer up a livestock to the 44th president of the united states do you honestly think that that is enough if this was like 1522 sure i get it i understand those were the customs back then but bruh You've got to get your head in the game. That, dude, you're a lawyer. This guy was this close to being the wankster of the week. This close. You just escaped it. But nonetheless, you still are an unofficial wankster for that nonetheless. But I have one more final statement that I'm going to read uh, per vibe.com. Let's see here. And I quote. Let's see. Uh, Malia won't have to won't have the stress of pursuing her dreams or accomplishing any goals if her father allows the wedding. Quote unquote," which we all know he won't Kiprono insists that they will live an easy life where Malia will learn how to milk a cow cook Ugali and prepare Mercer like any other Kalenjin woman ladies and gentlemen I have no further words I just think that right about now it's time to sip some tea let's hit it Pinkies up, people. Pinkies up. And on that note, um, I think it's time to get old school real quick. So with that being said, it's time for the old school joint of the day. Let's hit it. You already know, people. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know (laughs) what you want to hear for the Throwback Thursday joint of the day. Now, this one, because I'm feeling so good that I'm back, And also because of the fact that summer is just around the corner. We've had some beautiful weather throughout the week. I feel like it's only time, or sorry, that it's only right, rather, that we play this joint right here. This joint is one of my favorite joints from this particular artist. This guy uh, made his debut in the game in 2006 with this arguable classic record, or classic album, rather, Food and Liquor. I am talking about my man, Carrera Lou. Also known as Lupe Fiasco, and this joint right here pretty much exemplifies the vibe that I'm feeling because I'm back in the booth, because of the weather, and because I'm just loving life right now, as we all should. This joint right here is called Sunshine, and when we get back, we have the Wankster of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. What's going on, j Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool, cool radio 91.9 FM. It was an amazing interview. Yeah. I had an amazing experience. Yeah. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Well, stay tuned for the hottest news. Hip hop, entertainment, and, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool, Good Vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Woo. Woo. Yes, yes, people. Welcome back to the show. You are now tuned to CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man DM Cool, and welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, I have been dying to do this for the past few weeks, and I think it's only right that we we about to do it in a big way as well. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> Who has entered the shallow walls of the hall of shame this week? Who has become the captain of coonery this week, ladies and gentlemen? It is time for the long overdue edition of Wankster of the Week. So fifty, drop it on them real quick. Say you a wankster you need to stop of the Week goes to none other than. Fallen R&B superstar Chris Brown. Now, this comes to no surprise to many, but nonetheless, I doubt some people would be asking this question. But we will ask it anyway. Um, why is Chris Brown the wankster of the week? As if he isn't, as if he isn't a wankster each week. I will tell you why he is the wankster this week. He is the wankster of the week because he got into a social media's beef, beef, quote unquote, with uh supermodel Tyson Beckford mainly because of the fact that him and his ex-girlfriend Karichi Tran took a picture together all right now it wasn't of them you know kissing or holding hands you know it was just them doing an innocent little selfie and then he posted it on social media whoop de nothing spectacular about that but in typical Chris Brown fashion this guy decided to get his Bobby Brown on and act a fool This guy decided to get all heated, and if that wasn't bad enough, members of his little, you know, fake blood entourage decided to chime in on social media. So, in other words, the internet gangsters got to typing, all right? Now, one of them, who goes by the name of Kid Red, said the following on Instagram, and I quote, All right, Um, and by the way, the, the grammar on here is, like, really bad, so I apologize in advance. <clears throat> Pardon me. He says, and I quote, Memorial Day weekend, a.k.a. the N will be out. Well, just came. we just came to party, though, unless the N want to try us. And that includes you model N, Cough Cough, Tyson Beckford. We see everything little N, Don't Play Yourself, Cedar Blanca, Fruit Town Piru, OHB, Philmore or Philmo N, Do It All. Yeah, there we go. So, basically, he called out Tyson Beckford, And then, of course, Chris Brown added that, added to that on Twitter, and he said the following, and I found this very ironic. And I quote, I'm done all this internet talking, blood. Be in Vegas soon. Keep playing, I'm a F your baby mama, and then whoop your child like he mine. Okay. All right, let me just compose myself for a minute Chris Brown I don't know if you notice, know but weren't you not in trouble a few years ago for putting the pause on somebody cough cough Rihanna um, were you also not aware that you yourself have a child already which is what led to the breakup or the final breakup I should say with Karucci and are you not aware that you have been in trouble with the law before. Were you just not off probation? See, these are the types of things that make you unwaisted Chris Brown. You have been given so many chances uh, to do right by society, but no, you decide to throw them away because you're young, you're rich, and you're famous, and you think you're invincible. Dude, you could have gone to jail years ago because of what you did to Rihanna. You could have gone to jail because you violated some of the terms of your probation. But no, you got off scot-free. I sometimes wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt as well as a lot of other people. But that time has long since passed. Not only that has it passed, but I feel like some of your fans have said, screw it because you are just an idiot. You are a douchebag of all douchebags just because you're threatening somebody who dated you and broke up with you because you had a child behind her back and rightfully so. She didn't want to deal with a waste man. Shout out to my dude Femi Lawson. Um, you don't want to deal with no waste man. Nobody wants to deal with a wasteman, and you're acting like a wasteman. The only reason why you don't really fit into wasteman territory per se is because you have money and you are financially stable. But nonetheless, you're still a wasteman morally. All right? So, Here's what you need to do. You need to stay away from the public spotlight. You need to stay away from social media. You need to stay away from microphones because microphones are not your friend, all right? You need to stick to making music and music only. And not even just singing and performing, write music for people in the background because nobody wants to see your ugly, retarded self in the cameras anymore because you are being the biggest douchebag of all douchebags right now. Even a douchebag will call you a douchebag in disgust, all right? That is what's going on with you right now, Chris Breezy, and nothing's too breezy right now. And think about it like this. If Tyson Beckford threatened your child, I'm sure you'd want to go ballistic as well. So why the hell are you doing it to his? now deleting your post means nothing don't try to come out and say oh somebody hacked my file oh my god what will I do no Chris Brown that was all you and you know it you're an idiot and I hope to God that somebody slaps some sense into you I want like Ronda Rousey to go into the octagon with you and beat the crap out of you that's how I'm feeling right now because I am so done with all this and hopefully I won't have to give you the wankster anymore because your wankstiness speaks for itself so on that note you're getting this wankster. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. So, with that being said, let's drop that one more time on him. Wanksters out here are winning sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, and that, in and of itself, is a problem. And on that note, we got to go. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as you always do on a weekly basis, I want to thank all the people, and it was a lot of people who reached out to me during the past two weeks about what's happening with the station and how come the show's not airing, what are we going to do, da 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 I appreciate your support, and even the people who didn't reach out, it's all good. I appreciate your support as well. Um, nonetheless, I do this because I do this for you guys, and I love what I do. What can I say? Um, next week... Uh, we have a Hall of Fame member of Cool Radio coming back on the show to discuss what he's doing. He goes by the name of C. Roos. He is an artist from Ottawa. Uh, he's definitely coming through, and we're going to be talking about his latest business ventures as well as other things. And trust me, we have a gang of guests lined up for June, and also we have some people in July that we're trying to bring in as well. I will keep you all posted. Um, I cannot wait for the NBA Finals. It's going to be turn up. Um, and as always, um, follow me on Twitter at DM underscore Cool, also at Cool underscore Radio. SoundCloud and also listen to us on SoundCloud for the full audio podcast at cool underscore radio and also subscribe to us on YouTube and watch all the YouTube video clips at cool underscore radio what more can I say and I'm so glad to be back in the booth once again ladies and gentlemen it is your man DM cool keep it gravy and wavy I'm out of here peace